Well, as we begin today uh, and look at this topic of missions in the local church, uh, I'm personally very grateful uh, that we have John MacArthur with us today. John is my pastor, and I want to speak to you by way of introduction in those terms. I've learned from John what it means to lead a church, to have a heartbeat for the world. And he does that through his faithful exposition of Scripture. He understands the flow of redemptive history and what it is that God intends to do through his church. And he models that, not just by way of preaching, which we are all familiar with, but he models that in the way that he leads behind the scenes with the elders and pastors of Grace Church. We're indebted to him because of his investment and leadership uh, with regard to the continuing support and advance of the ministry of the Master's Academy International. And so I want to welcome Dr. John MacArthur to come and address us this afternoon. John, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mark. And uh, this is... Um, This is a very significant uh, opportunity for me because, as I was just saying to uh, the TMAI guys upstairs at lunch, I am convinced that the ministry of TMAI is the most strategic mission effort in the world that I know of today. It just hits all the absolutely critical priorities. The men who lead TMAI have uh, gone through the Master Seminary, and then they have trained more men with the kind of training that they had at the Master Seminary. All of our TMAI leaders all over the world sign the doctrinal statement of the Master's Seminary. What that means is there is commitment to the same sound theology. There is commitment to the Word of God, a high view of Scripture, Biblical doctrine that is historic. The unity of doctrine, the unity around the Word of God, is the core of this entire movement. There are men strung out all over the world, and you heard Mark say 4,000 graduates from the training centers, 3,000 current students. Now, you're talking about pastors and leaders. They're all being poured through the same tried and tested historic interpretation of Scripture and sound theology. Theology is the the backbone of convictions. Conviction is what drives faithfulness in ministry. People who don't have strong convictions don't have anything to be faithful to. The only way people have strong convictions is if they have sound doctrine. You live your doctrine. You preach your doctrine. The absence of it, you will also display. So to start with, when you're looking for a mission to invest in, you want to know that the doctrine is settled and sound and not fluctuating. That secures the integrity of the investment you make. The second thing you want to know is the character and quality of the men, that they're tried and true, faithful and proven That's another reason why seminary training and the camaraderie that we have with these men together with each other and in their teams around the world is so absolutely vital. I tell people that TMAI is the best missionary investment you can make. 
Not only is the theology sound, the doctrine sound, the commitment to the authority of the word of God and the exposition of scripture transcends all cultures. But what is critical is this. To change the world, you have to change the leadership, right? If we're going to make a difference in the world, then we have to see churches change. If churches are going to become what they need to be, they have to have pastors who understand what they need to be. Training pastors is the most vital and critical ministry there is. I, um, I just remind you that pastors are the theologians of the church. Not professors. Pastors. Pastors are the theologians of the church, and in many cases, they're bad theologians. Inadequate. But they are the theologians that people hear and listen to. And if their theology is less than it should be, then the church is less than it should be. The most critical thing you can do in the world is train leaders. To fulfill the Great Commission, essentially, is to train leaders everywhere in the globe. At the Master Seminary, we've, we've started uh, changing our terminology a little bit. We don't talk about an admissions department. We talk about a recruitment department. We're not talking about graduation. We're talking about deployment. The objective of the Master Seminary is to recruit the most gifted, the most dedicated, the most talented men, run them through the seminary to the world. When I talk to a student... I don't talk to students about coming to seminary. I talk to them about coming through seminary to the world. Seminary is just a pathway to a global deployment to fulfill the Great Commission. And we live in a very narcissistic, sort of self-indulgent kind of world here in the West. And there is a drying up of missionaries. I don't know if, you, if you're watching what's happening. If you've been watching, for example, take the Southern Baptist Association probably the leader throughout the last 50 years or more in missions, cutting back, cutting back, cutting back, cutting back, cutting back, cutting back financial resources because they can't recruit missionaries. The work isn't done. The world isn't reached. The challenge is critical. But the strategy has to be right. And it has to be to take the men who are gifted and train them to be what they need to be. And to do that, you've got to know what that is and what that looks like. So we can talk about 1,700 graduates of the Master Seminary. That's a starting point. And then you can talk about 7,000 graduates in the next few years of the, of the deployed graduates of the seminary around the world. When I came to Grace Church as pastor in 1969, we had missionaries who weren't saved we had elders who weren't saved. Coming into a church and recognizing we have leaders in the church who aren't converted. We're supporting missionaries who aren't saved. And some of them who are so minimal in their understanding of Scripture that the best they could do would be a Sunday school offering um, some simple approach like you might offer children. What am I going to do about that? Because people have been supporting them. They care about them. They know them. Um, you can't you can't 
drop a bomb in the missions department. So what is the strategy? The strategy for me was was pretty simple. I need to raise up people in the church. I don't need to hope that the right missionary with the right appeal shows up at the church to give his appeal so that we can decide whether we want to give him money. We need to raise up people who are so obviously qualified and called that our church rushes to put them out. And that's what we've been doing. We've been doing that ever since I came to Grace way back in 1969. I think this year, I think, Mark, you know know the number, I think we're going to deploy six new missionary families this year to to the world, essentially TMAI all over the globe. We just sent out a new a couple a week ago to uh, the Middle East in a, in a developing team there. That, that They're there learning Arabic. Resources are coming into their hands in the Arabic language. And every Sunday morning service at Grace as I'm preaching, every Sunday night as I'm preaching at Grace, John Azar, fluent in Arabic, is up in a studio preaching that sermon in Arabic so that it goes into the Middle East and we have thousands of Arabic people in the Middle East listening to every service of Grace Church live and my lips are moving and Arabic is coming out. (laughs) So the Word of God is reaching them at that level and they're saying, can't we have some help? Can't we have some training? The next wave, all of a sudden, we have guys coming out of the seminary headed to the Middle East learning Arabic. I was talking to one of them on Sunday back for the conference and this this was kind of the plan from the beginning lord help us to develop our own missionaries who are faithful to the word of god and over the years that is what has happened little by little our people began to understand what valuable critical strategic missions looked like and i think in a in a gracious way we began to uh sort of watch those things that were less than strategic fade away, slide away. I know there's a process in doing that in your church. You don't want to be heavy-handed. You don't want to be um, demanding about it. But you do have a stewardship responsibility, right? To fulfill the Great Commission in your church. And you may have to add to your missionary budget as you transition through the years. But this is, as I said, the most strategic thing that I know of. And I've been living this thing since those early years. Since the early years, I I decided when I came to Grace that I just wanted to teach the Bible. I And I, and I didn't want to be culturally bound. So I, I, I didn't want to interpret the Bible by anything but the Bible. I I didn't want to draw the culture in any more than was absolutely helpful or necessary by way of illustration, but avoid avoid as much of it as I could so that the teaching of the word of God became timeless. And so here here we are now from 1969 to uh, to the present and all the sermons that have been preached, I don't know, numbering. In the thousands, maybe there's almost 4,000 now available on the Grace to You website. You wouldn't know by listening to them when they were preached or where they were preached because the interpretation of the Scripture doesn't change. 
And so there is an opportunity to make the word of God available in an unlimited way. Pastors should know this. The good news is your sermons can be heard anywhere in the world. The bad news is your sermons can be heard anywhere in the world. You have just come to the kingdom at a time when the accountability has never been higher. You can literally impact the world as a preacher. When I look at the Grace to You website and I watch people downloading, and Mark was saying earlier, 500,000 people regularly in Vietnam listen to the preaching from the pulpit of Grace Community Church. Four translators going around the clock translating the sermons into Vietnamese. Look, the world is out there and electronics is delivering the world to you. That, that's a great starting point. But beyond that, the, the desperate need is to take the gifted, called, the, those that the churches around the world recognize who, who need to be the leaders in those churches and support those ministries that train those men. And that's, that's what TMAI does. Anything the churches give to TMAI goes directly to the field. It doesn't go into any administration at all. You can pick uh, one, of the, one of the centers around the world and, and you can partner with that center and build that partnership and, and your pastor can go and become a part of the International Scholars Society. Is that what you called it, Mark? Visiting Scholars. Visiting scholars. We'd love to send your pastor to one of these places and let him teach the Word of God as one of our visiting scholars. and Take ownership of that responsibility. Look, this is the most critical thing to train leaders. Like people, like priests, right? People don't rise above their leadership. And leadership around the world is, um, is, is in desperate confusion and chaos. Tomorrow in my opening message, I'll, I'll address this a little bit, but um, I don't want to steal all my thunder. But... There is more confusion about the duty of a pastor than any other profession I know of. Lawyers know what they're supposed to do. Doctors know what they're supposed to do. Bus drivers know what they're supposed to do. Pastors have no idea. No idea. They're bouncing all over the place. It's clergy malpractice. Well, you know, TMAI allows us to go into the world and train pastors to do it the right way. That, that's, the, that's the vision of the Master Seminary. We've turned uh, one whole side of the second floor of the Master Seminary into the TMAI Global Center. Because we want the guys coming in to know that we're ready to deploy them to the world. And we, we're, we're everywhere in the world. And we've got teams moving Ahead, I think Mark said there are 18, and how many on the request line? 40 other places. We don't decide where to go. We let the people in the world say, come and help us. There are so many opportunities. Opportunities that take men, manpower, and take um, finance, obviously, to support. God has sustained us up to this time. It's a, it's a passion of mine to make sure that this ministry is sustained and to direct uh, any loose dollars that I know about in that direction.
But at the same time, this is such a dynamic partnership for a local church to experience. It is so profoundly enriching that you're missing something incredibly stimulating if you're not partnering in this ministry. You know, the people at Grace Church love this ministry. They, they love this ministry. They, they love partnering with these people. They love caring for these missionaries. Of course, we get to see them when they come in to seminary and are part of our church life. And we get to see them when they go out and follow them as they develop. But I, I think the clear vision of Grace Church in global missions is connected to the people that they've come to know and love. And they're encouraged by their faithfulness. So, look, I'm just here for a few minutes to let you know this is an incredibly important investment for you to make for the sake of your own church, for the sake of fulfilling the Great Commission, for the sake of tying into something that is locked down to faithfulness to the Word of God, sound doctrine, guided by men who have made the sacrifice. And we just look at the seminary. We're not shifting. Nothing's changing there. And as we continue to put men through that school and strengthen these teams around the world, it's just going to reinforce all the convictions that we have. So looking at the long term, this is this is some some ministry that you can truly trust. The master's college was established in 1927, the master's seminary in 1986 Not one iota of doctrine has changed since the founding in 1927. Um, That's as it should be. We we all understand a lot more now, but, but the sound doctrine that was the foundation of the institution itself is in place. And everybody there adheres to that, affirms it. We also draw our theology out of the text of Scripture. We're relentless about that. In November, there will be a book that appears called Biblical Doctrine. It is about a 1,300-page systematic theology that um, has been produced by the faculty of the Master Seminary. It is a significant work. Dick Mayhew and myself have uh, had the wonderful task of overseeing it and editing it. And, uh, and doing a lot of the writing in it. it. It is a true systematic theology in one volume that pulls together everything that is part of, this, of the doctrinal statement of, of the Master's College Seminary Grace to You Grace Community Church. We are, we are eager already to make sure we, we did this volume primarily for, for the world and not for America. We're already eager. This thing is going to come out. Crossway is doing it. Crossway will bring it out in the fall, maybe around November. But we're already starting to make the connections to get this translated into as many languages as we can and into the hands of the guys wherever they are in the world running TMAI so that that, so that there's a one volume systematic theology that draws all of its conclusions out of the text of Scripture. There are a lot of ways to do theology. You can do it historically. Uh, You can trace theology through history. Uh, you can do it uh, philosophically. You can argue the rational arguments of various views of theology. But we are relentlessly bound to the text of Scripture. 
This is 1,300 pages of the theology that you find in the Bible. I'm going through the section on soteriology right now, and I will tell you this. I have never read anything better, and I've read a lot of stuff on soteriology. I've never read anything better than this section of 150 pages on the doctrines of soteriology. The work on on eschatology has no equal in any other theology. It's just a significant book. Why are we doing this? Because we want to make sure that that all of you, wherever you are in the world and are ministering the word of God, you don't have to wait. Hopefully, if you teach them how to do Bible exposition, eventually they'll get to a systematic theology. Here it is. We want to put it in your hands. We have that done now. The final I'm, I've got the final few pages on my desk wrapping up. We'll be in place available in the fall, at least in English. We hope some other languages really fast. This signs and seals the systematic theology drawn from Scripture that defines what TMAI is in the future. And I say that because I know it's important to you. If you're going to make an investment in something, you want to make sure that it, that it has lasting value, lasting impact trustworthiness. And that's certainly our commitment to you, and that's been the pattern in the history of TMAI, Grace Community Church, and the Master Seminary. So I just, I don't know how to say it other than, look, we're, as pastors, we need to lead our people in the fulfilling of the Great Commission, right? I mean, that's, that's our responsibility. That is, um, that is not a high-level interest in the church today. Frankly, finding missionaries is difficult. Everybody assumes that the Internet is enough. The Internet is doing it. We don't need missionaries. It doesn't work that way. In the first place, there are many people in many countries who don't know what to believe. And because it's on the Internet, it doesn't make it believable. And they're pitched this way and that by all kinds of people coming in and telling them one thing and another. So we know that it is absolutely critical to have man-on-man discipleship of spiritual leaders around the world. That's the commitment of TMAI. So we'd love to have you as a partner. You're already a partner in truth because you're here. Um, You're at the Shepherds Conference. And uh, whatever you can do as a church to partner with us is absolutely critical. And we've got guys in the pipeline ready to go as soon as it becomes possible for them economically to do it. Um, we'll launch. So just know we would love to have your partnership. Thank you. Thank you, Mark.